Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is the creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show, and watch your life grow. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Philippe Matthews Show. I have a phenomenal guest. Of course, I always have phenomenal guests, but this one doesn't fall short at all. Uh, her name is Beverly Molander, and she is the host uh, of Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, a weekly radio show uh, that uh, we're going to be talking about. Uh, it's on Unity uh, uh, Online Radio, Mondays. At 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific. How are you, my dear? Hi there, Philippe. It's good to be on your show. It's good to have you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you know, we talked uh, several months ago and we met, uh, and uh, we, of course, have something in common, and that is the love uh, of uh, metaphysics. Yes, that's right. We had a lot to talk about, didn't we? <laughs> we have, yes, we did. Yes, we did. So, so let's not let's not uh, 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 talk about that any further. Let's talk about what, what people need uh, in today's world uh, as it relates to uh, metaphysics. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, "Hey, you know, I, I, my traditional beliefs, my tr- traditional faith, really hasn't uh, it, it has failed me." Uh, it's not producing the results that I thought I uh, was preparing for. Uh, How do you speak to that? I think you're right on target, and uh, I can speak to that from a person who has dealt with uh, a lot of people who are new to this kind of thinking. I'm a minister through Centers for Spiritual Living, and uh, for quite a long time I was the newcomer's minister at the Spiritual Living Center of Atlanta, and I would uh, meet with newcomers who came and said, you know, I just don't feel that comfortable now with what I've grown up with all those mm-hmm. traditional religions, and I don't know what else to do. You know, I feel that there's an, an emptiness there. So that is exactly where this kind of teaching uh, picks up, because there is an opportunity for anybody, uh, regardless of what kind of religious background they're from, to go into more of a spiritual perspective, and that starts wherever you start. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, I remember talking to Wayne Dyer and him saying that, you know, people are leaving traditional religion by the droves. I mean, it's uh, you can you can look at any news uh, uh, show or uh, read the newspaper, and, you know, a lot of the long-established faiths uh, are having a problem, uh, a, branding in, uh, a branding problem, a branding problem, a attrition issue. Uh, why do you think that people are, I, I don't know if the word is waking up or just becoming disgruntled with 
their their traditional uh, ways of faith and, and and a lot of the dogma that 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 is associated with that. Well, what I can tell you is that that we uh, at Centers for Spiritual Living have looked into this as well. And I, particularly with my radio show, Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, on www.unity.fm, that's an Internet radio station, uh, what I have done is actually talked to some young people about how they feel about spirituality and what What's interesting is that a lot of the young people have not grown up in traditional religions. They don't get it. They don't understand uh, the the beauty or glory of praying to some entity outside of themselves, and they are more interested in developing their own spirituality, whatever that means. And because the world is so much more global than it was when you and I were growing up, uh, there is much more opportunity to consider Western philosophy, Eastern philosophy, to meld what goes together for each individual and not have to include something that just was a tradition because we happen to grow up in the United States of America. That's fascinating. Um, for the definitional purpose uh, of this of this talk that you and I are having, for the people who have never heard of it, uh, people who have heard of it but really don't know what it is, what is the true definition of metaphysics? Well, here's what I was thinking when you asked me that question uh, to prepare for this show. I was thinking, you know, metaphysics is kind of like there's religion, there, and that has to do a little bit more with dogma, uh, which could be the the basic Christian religion or Catholic or or um, or Middle Eastern that kind of thing, uh, and it could be following a dogma. And metaphysics seems to be everything else. It's kind of like whatever. And uh, I think that's where a lot of people get sidetracked because it's like, all right, I don't want to go back to my traditional religion, but I don't necessarily feel inclined to try every little new age um, experiment that comes down the way. Mm -hmm. uh, it sounds a little too airy-fairy for a lot of people to buy into those little nuances like that. So what I like is the idea, there's a, there's a, um, a whole movement called New Thought, and this is a new way of looking at ourselves as independent spiritual beings so that we can express ourselves in the way we choose to, whatever suits to us. But there's also a sense that in this new thought, there is a oneness. It doesn't mean there's a oneness with, you know, Baptists only and Catholics only and Buddhists only. A oneness meaning that wherever we are and whatever we are doing, we are one with one another with no one left out. So that's mm -hmm. a pretty broad perspective, <laughs> but it sure works for me. Now, one of the things that I think also is a huge differentiating factor between metaphysics and, and uh, or new thought metaphysics and, and traditional uh, faith is that uh, in metaphysics uh, we look at God being within as opposed to God being outside or in the sky or or somewhere else, but 
not accessible other than through prayer. Exactly, and and I use and I have to laugh. Here I am, a minister, right, and all of this new thought and Center for spiritual living, and still I would love to be able to rely on a God outside of me. You know, like, oh dear God, please help me get to that meeting on time. Oh dear God, please help me balance my checkbook. <laughs> Those things that we rely on. You know, dear God, please make Tony invite me to the prom. You know. <laughs> Having something outside of myself make this happen. And uh, unfortunately, the more evolved we become in this new thought idea that we are all one and we are responsible for our own reality and our own life and our own death, you know, that uh, I can't b- b- lean on uh, an entity outside of myself and then either praise that entity if something goes right or um uh, just b- blame myself if something goes wrong because I didn't pray hard enough. So now, that is totally out of my entity now, and I just can't go back to it. Absolutely. <clears throat> now, before there was uh, uh, Reverend Michael Beckwith, uh, Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, Marianne Williams, and all of these wonderfully profound um, uh, spiritual uh, as well as metaphysical teachers, uh, before all of those guys and gals, uh, there was, uh, uh, at least in my experience, a gal by the name of Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman and uh, Reverend Dr. Helen Carey in Chicago. Uh, and that was, I was a little out of my, probably around age 10 when I was first introduced to New Thought Metaphysics. And I remember, you know, the, the, the chant uh, and the mantra uh, and the culture throughout uh, that uh, ministry was that you have the power. Uh, it's not outside of you. Uh-huh. It, is with, it is within you. And, uh, you know, of course, I live that today. Everything that you see that I do, it, it comes from that, um, comes from that, that teaching, uh, uh, and, and that understanding that I have the power, uh, but the power is in me through, uh, uh un- unlocking and unleashing this, this reservoir called, uh, God, called spirit. Yes, and, you know, as a former newcomer's minister, I really don't even use the word God because I feel that uh, New Thought people say the word God and then they trip all over themselves saying, no, it's not the God up there with the white beard, the white guy with the white beard Mm -hmm, up mm -hmm. in heaven. So I just choose to not even uh, confuse the issue because if we lined up 37 people right in front of me right now and I said, God, you know, describe God, God, mm-hmm. God, God, mm-hmm. like that. Guess what probably 37 people would do? Think of that as a dualistic me versus the God up in the heaven, uh, and that is a confusing issue. So I like to just say uh, the spiritual aspect of the higher power, the creative source, and that way we're not confusing that old idea of God with a new idea of God. We're just interpreting something totally different, and that's mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. spirituality, not of worshiping something outside of ourselves. Very good. Um, you know, uh, it, recently, uh, and when I say recently, really the last probably 50 years or so, there has been uh, a, a huge leap 
uh, in what I call the spiritual sciences with the understanding of quantum physics and quantum mechanics. And, uh, I mean, it was, it's, it's, it's been based on, you know, the, the whole concept of Deepak Chopra uh, or, or Wayne Dyer, uh, uh, even Reverend Dr. Beckwith. Uh, quantum physics really uh, has, I, I would say, in one way, in a positive way, uh, helped uh, the metaphysical movement. But in another way, it has confused it. Uh, and challenged it, uh, in a sense. Uh, Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, uh, who, of course, are the creators and the originators of New Thought way back when. Elise, really... I'm so impressed with you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just grinning from ear to ear. Oh, is that right? Is that right? Okay, yes. okay. Well, I'm trying to keep it basic. I can get very advanced, but I'm trying to keep it basic for, for the new audience that are, that's listening that, really has never heard of these things, but Charles and Murray Fillmore, when they created uh, New Thought, and originally they didn't want New Thought to be an organized religion, but by the powers of being, being able to, you know, move a movement, it, it, it became somewhat organized. Of course, that created some levels of dilution, but they were very much ahead of their time when they were uh, teaching these advanced methods of thinking. Uh, and advanced methods of doing. And now here we are uh, in 2012 uh, with quantum mechanics, with uh, 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 digital you know, music and digital movies and all of these things that, that deal with non-locality, all of the stuff that they were talking about back in the 40s. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How, how does... New thought, metaphys- new thought metaphysics keep pushing the envelope when you have this new science that has emerged uh, called quantum physics? Well, let's say, uh, first of all, I just want to say I like to go with my gut whenever I think of something. I'll just go ahead and say it. Uh, but I was thinking about uh, a movie that I saw, kind of a little documentary, and it was presented by, oh, gee, a Ph.D. in botany or something. It was just a very strange group, a, a, a discussion salon where we all got together. And this film was about um, what people believed along the way. And it went back into Egyptian times and the American Indians and all of that. And it was so interesting because you could see, well, of course, there's uh, Orion's belt because uh, the Zeus is chasing after the whatever. It made total sense to the people looking out into the dark sky and seeing these stars up there. It was almost the theater of the world presenting itself to these people. So that's automatically what they believed. And so each time along the way with whatever group we're talking about, they have an opportunity to believe what makes the best sense to them. And so as science has gone on in nature and millenniums, we have discovered that there are certain things, let's say explosions of sunbursts have made the planets in the sky, whatever it is. So we've discovered all these different kinds of things because of science introducing new concepts to us. 
So when we're thinking about where we are right now in the metaphysical realm, what we're really saying is, uh, oh, yes, I see there's something more for us to learn. It's not pushing the envelope. It's not saying we must learn more. We're ignorant. We don't have all the answers. It's letting the world and the universe unfold before us and not being afraid of it, not being afraid of it, just saying, ah, hmm, I see. I wonder what else is next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the connection that I made for, uh, with quantum physics and metaphysics uh, what I, I, I like is that uh, I remember listening <clears throat> and interviewing uh, Deepak Chopra uh, on uh, several occasions, and he always uses this term ancient wisdom. And really, ancient wisdom, uh, when you start to read about it and, and all of the uh, fluctuations of what it means uh, or of its meaning, it's really uh, quantum physics uh, is, is the term that uh, didn't exist back in the days, and we just called it ancient wisdom. Um, but it really is scientific, and and you know these great physicists, uh, quantum physicists like uh, Fred Allen Wolf, uh, who are doing, uh, Dr. William Tiller, who are doing some really uh, amazing discoveries on how just a thought uh, or an observation uh, can make such a huge change and shift in our physical world. It's like the non-physical. Manifesting into the physical. Uh huh. You got it. That's right. Because it is all one, and that's exactly what we're talking about. Uh, I was thinking about this uh, work of art that was thirty-five thousand dollars, and I thought one of these days I'm going to own this. It was um, a big. A sloping tent that had a bench under it, and uh, it was perfect for meditation. And it, you could just look up at the texture of this roof. And uh, I, I, the artist was there, and I said, "This is such a beautiful." picture of the universe I feel like I am one with the universe when I sit under this piece of art Mm -hmm. and he said it is not a, a photo of the universe it is a representation it is a reproduction of a sonogram Philippe Mm, is that right and I I was so shocked when she said that and I thought okay this is the world repeating itself either getting bigger and bigger or smaller and smaller and we are somewhere in the middle of it so why don't we just activate the power of yes and say bring it on let's learn more Absolutely. Uh, you, you know, when I, as you were talking, it, it, it reminded me uh, when we were talking about <clears throat> the traditional religions uh, and, and juxtaposition against metaphysics. You know, we have, many people have been taught from childhood to um, pray. And, uh, and, and the, the most widely uh, known uh, way of prayer uh, really is a source of begging. God, please, uh, Lord, please do this. I need this. And the the flip side of that uh, in metaphysics is not asking for anything because you really can't ask for something that you've already been given, uh-huh. which, of course, we understand is the kingdom. 
So if if you just turned uh, that that uh, uh, question uh, into an affirmation uh, that you are affirming, this is what uh, you desire, this is who you desire, what you desire, uh, it, it has a huge ripple effect in your physical world. And, and, and I believe that is the premise of what you do in terms of uh, the, the power of yes. That's exactly right. And what affirmative prayer means is, and you're right, it is totally different from saying, dear God, make me pass this test. Give me the right answers. That kind of begging, we don't have to do that anymore. But, for instance, affirmative prayer is... a, a preparation of thought. We say change your thinking and change your life. And as a matter of fact, I said an affirmative prayer uh, for myself before I got ready to be on this radio show with you. I said I uh, I am well prepared. I my thinking is clear and crisp. I understand what Philippe is asking. I have the right words to say to describe what I am thinking. The right audience is ready to hear our conversation and gains from it. So that is what I use as an affirmative prayer. I affirm what I want, and it turns out that way. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I think that is something that people listening in really um, – I think can relate to. You know, I've had the opportunity of uh, meeting Oprah when I was in Chicago several times, and uh, everyone knows she is very spiritual. She's, you know, she's very metaphysical. Uh, you know, she's had Michael Beckwith on the show several times, and Marianne Williamson, and, uh, Wayne Dyer, Deepak, and she really lives and has created her empire based on these principles. And. Um, I, Regardless of what she, where she is, uh, what Oprah is able to do is not only use her spiritual principles to move her forward, but whatever is happening, she is activating the power of yes. And I think absolutely such a powerful way. Absolutely, absolutely. Because here's the thing uh, that people I think want to need to get uh, listening to this, and that is. Regardless of what has happened to you, what is happening to you, regardless of what you are going or growing through, you have the power to make a shift in the way you think to alter the rest of your life. And it is not hyperbole. It is not cliche. It is an actual scientific, now proven fact. That when you put something in your mind and expect it to be different, then it becomes different. It almost uh, manifests in physical form uh, in terms of a healthier uh, way of looking at life, a better way of looking and holding your shoulders back, Mm -hmm. a, a better look on your face and a better outcome for when you work with other people or or deal with yourself. So it is what you would call a physical manifestation, but it starts in your mind. I remember that one of the first times I ever went through this, 
Uh, and this was all in the beginning before I was even introduced to a spiritual concept like this, Philippe. Um, it was back in the 80s, and I was introduced to the EST training. Do you remember the EST? Mm, I do remember that, yes. Yes. Well, boy, that set me right on my rear end because through this intensive, huge two-weekend time when we were all practically locked in a hotel room (laughs) without food and water, (laughs) that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I'm exaggerating to make a point. But um, when I went through that training, I realized that the only person responsible for my life was me, and, ooh, that hurt so much. I was used to blaming my father, you know, or uh, or where I was from or uh, my past relationships. And when I realized that, wait a minute, uh, I'm the one who's looking at my father from a certain perspective. I'm the one who chose my relationships. I'm the one who decided to change careers. Whatever it is, I'm responsible for it. And, boy... Do you remember the first time that ever happened to you, Philippe? Absolutely, I do. And and, and what's what's fascinating about that is I evolved, because everybody has a beginning, a middle, and then their evolution uh, began to unfold and and, and outpicture in the world. Uh, What what is fascinating about understanding the power that you have to um, attract experiences into your life that shape you and mold you, uh, the power to change those experiences that uh, might have negatively affected you in, in the way you were shaped and molded. But I think what's, what's necessary for people to listen to is that you are not alone in this. In other words, that, that we're not saying uh, that, uh, you know, God is separate from this. We're saying that you have access to that power, to that uh, whatever term you want to call it. You can call it Allah, you can call it God, you can call it higher power. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki and his wife call it the great spirit. Whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. you have that power to tap into it, to change your mind, that changes your outcome, that changes uh, your life. So I think there's a you know somewhat uh, a misnomer in that, well, oh, my God, I'm responsible for every bad thing that's happening in my life? No. You have the power. You're not alone in this. You have an unyielding uh, uh, power to change anything in your life, uh, more so than if you were begging for a change and being helpless in the change. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and now here is something, Philippe, that I have uh, noticed with people who are new to this kind of concept, um, especially people who come into a place uh, uh, where people are gathered who have this kind of new thought idea or I can change my life and, you know, a positive outcome and all of that, is that sometimes we appear to newcomers to this as like, oh, geez, you know, they just have everything going. They don't have any problems at all. I don't belong here because, you know, <laughs> I'm, right. I'm going into bankruptcy. I just went through a divorce. Uh, my oldest son just got arrested. And, you know, I'm not speaking to my mother. So, mm-hmm. therefore, mm-hmm. this kind of teaching isn't for me because mm-hmm. I'm a flunky. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. what happens when we get into this kind of teaching 
is not that things magically appear and I'm a millionaire. I have a great relationship. I have a wonderful (laughs) career with no problems. That is just so airy-fairy, and newcomers listen to it that way. But the difference is that, let's say, let's say a lot of us are in a job flux right now. Um, the, The difference is not saying, oh, I have a wonderful job, whatever it is, and I know I can make myself be happy, whatever I'm doing. It's not that kind of thing. It's that I am seeing that there is something that I'd like to change in my life, to shift in my life. I'd like to do something different. And I know that I have within me the ability to decide what I can do about it. It's not that you're a flunky if you're not in it. It's just knowing that there's an opportunity for you to do something different and have a different outcome. So if that's the one message we can get across is saying wherever you are is fine. You may not know exactly what to do about your situation, your bad relationship, your dead-end job, um, your financial situation, but you have a creative source within you, something that is bigger than yourself, that That is what you can do. That has the answer. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, when when we really want to get advanced with this, we understand that, uh, a problem cannot exist without a solution. Mm-hmm. And that is huge for most people because they say, wait a minute, I've got a problem. Well, if the problem exists based on quantum law and based on spiritual law and metaphysics, if a problem exists, the solution must exist simultaneously. It's now a matter of you removing the cloak and the clutter to see the other side. I, I can hear it now, Philippe. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but you haven't heard this one. I right, have a brother right, right. who hasn't spoken to me in 17 <laughs> years, so what are you going to do about that? That's right. <laughs> right. And, and, and who have you become in 17 years of your mother not speaking to you? <laughs> I would purport and suggest that uh, uh, the universe brought you in many occasions and in many different forms that form of a mother. Uh, that characteristic or trait of a mother of what you thought was missing but never really was. And, and, and that's what I think, you know, people don't get with understanding the affirmative, you know, power of, of yes, affirming the power of yes and metaphysics is that you're not alone. Nothing's missing. It's all there. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's all there. It's just changing and changing the way you have been perceiving uh, your world of them versus they. Uh, you against the world, when you move into this consciousness or, or, or way of thinking of oneness, it's all there. And the, the problem and the solution exists Mm-hmm. You're absolutely on target. And I, also, I want to just mention um, to your listeners that I lead an affirmative prayer circle that is on um, by phone every Thursday night, and it is at 7 o'clock Eastern time. So I guess it's 4 o'clock your time? Yeah, that's correct. Pacific time? Yes. And uh, it's the Center for Spiritual Living in Buckhead sponsors it. But uh, I want to just give that phone number out. It is 
8887 and then extension 9 that's 4045668887 extension 9 and you can be anywhere you know people call from all over to this uh call circle and i will say an affirmative prayer for you wherever oh, that's fantastic. you are Where, what is the web address to your to your uh, radio show again uh it is uh www. Unity dot FM and you can go into the archives uh slash program slash affirmative prayer. If you look, yeah, I'm the second one listen listed I think with my picture and it says affirmative prayer mm-hmm. activating the power of yes. But all of the shows are in the archives. Oh, fantastic! So you, now, you also wrote a book called uh, "Day by Day: Little Choices That Can uh, That Can Change uh, Your Life." Speak to me about that. What is the uh, genesis of this book? Well, I had been writing these segments called "You Choose." Way before uh, I started my radio show, I just, the, the the whole idea, Philippe, what we're talking about is choose, you know, change your thinking, look at it something a different way, and that's how you change your life. And so I've been writing these, and I thought, hmm, I want to do something about it. Plus, I uh, I uh, paint acrylic painting, um, intuitive art, and I thought, ooh, this is a good vehicle for both my uh, painting and my writing. And so these aren't, you know, huge affirmations and spiritual mind treatments or anything. Um, but uh okay i'll i'm gonna read um i'll I'll read one to you uh today I choose to exercise my options. A body in motion stays in motion. a body at rest tends to stay there. I choose to bend and stretch with purpose, moving neck around shoulders. I am reminded that of that body brain connection. I stand tall and start exercising my options for my body and my mind. So it's just little thinking, little day-by-day, uh, day, little choices that can change your life. And I think that's the, I think that's the message we want to leave uh, people with, and that is, uh, for some people, it is an overnight sensation. It is an overnight uh, uh, change, and and for some people, it's it's a drip and a drop. But each drip and each drop turns into uh, a pool, and that pool turns into uh, a lake, and then the lake turns into an ocean. You just keep going and keep doing and keep building that spiritual muscle. Because you think about it, if you come from a traditional uh, religion, dogma, you know, restrictive mindset, uh, you know, however old you are. Let's say you just came to uh, New Thought Metaphysics and you're 40 years old. Well, you got 40 years of, of brain training uh, from the old school. It ain't going to happen overnight. Uh, you have to study. You have to practice. You have to be active uh, in changing your brain to understand and unleash these phenomenal metaphysical uh, uh, processes of, of demonstration. And so I'll leave it with you, uh, uh, Rev. Uh, what is the message you want to leave people with that uh, right now, uh, and you kind of mentioned it earlier, you know, the lights are off, struggling with family, 
don't have, uh, don't see the money, don't know where it's coming from. What do you give those people? I would say, first of all, there's another. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to read this. It's fast, but this is right under this, Philippe. So I'm going to read today. I choose do no harm. The doctor's Hippocratic Oath says, first, do no harm. A driver cuts me off in traffic, no shaking of fist, I simply keep driving. A surly clerk at the drugstore, no contest of wills, I simply move on. A coworker criticizes, I can hold my venomous tongue. If I let anger get the best of me, I am the one who suffers most. It takes its toll in my body, mind, and soul. Doing nothing can be better than making things worse. So my, that goes right into advice that I received from my mom long ago. And she said, Bevy, when something is wrapping you up around its finger, when you're emotionally driven, where you have to strike out, you have to yell back, um, you, you're emotionally wrapped up, wait at least 24 hours before you respond. And that way, all of that emotion will have drifted away and you'll have the clear facts in front of you. So then, when you have the clear facts in front of you, you can deal with that more easily. If you and I were emotionally wrapped up and having an argument right now and I had to show you and I had to tell you that what I was doing was right, then I'd have to keep building and building and building to prove it to you. But if we backed off of each other, then we'd be able to go to the issue and what appears to be way a huge disaster in your life may not be if you just back off take a deep breath and choose to look at it a different way tomorrow I love that and here's what I want to do I want to have you come back on the show uh, and let's just talk about various different uh, uh, aspects to do uh, make a to-do list uh, for people uh, to, to do uh, on, a, on a daily basis uh, and let's break down you know what is affirmative prayer you know let's break down uh, you know what is the treatment all of these things that that uh, meta physicians uh, use uh, to change their lives would you be willing to do that Yes, we. I would love to do that. And what I would say to your listeners right now is don't worry about it. If you don't quite understand what we're talking about, if it seems overwhelming for you, it seemed overwhelming to us as well. So wherever you are, that's a good place to begin, and we'll begin right there. Fantastic. God bless you. I love you so much. Thank you so okay. much, Beverly, for being Thanks with me so today. Thanks so much, Philippe. Love you. Bye-bye. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye.